You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. And today with me, I have Yen, Jens Nielsen. I'm happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thanks, Jen. I'm excited about today's conversation. Thank you. I, you know, I am too. But uh, before we get started, I want to talk. I just want to make sure that we introduce you properly. Um and uh, for those of you of you that have been listening for a while, you're you're probably wondering why have I brought so many real estate investors on, and why have I brought so many people that are investing in multifamily and syndications and whatnot. And we're trying to spread those out here in our podcast. But the key thing here, as you all know, from the ten years that we've had this podcast, is that I'm looking out for your future as much as I am about your present. And I feel that in the industry of mortgage lending real estate investing, obviously, and then real estate um, and agents, right? Real estate agents, that it's important for you to look to the future and to invest in the product that you're selling and that you're participating in. And so often I see people not doing that. So this is the opportunity for me to just do the repetition for you to finally get it. And I know that that's what um, uh, Jens is all about here today. So he immigrated from Denmark in 1996 um, after a successful career in IT. And he is currently the owner and general partner of over 2,000 apartment units around the country across from 27 different deals, which is a lot. I know a few syndicators who've done less than 10. You know, um, Jens has also uh, passively invested in 10 syndications himself, spanning over 1,200 apartment units, 2,000 mobile home uh, park lots, which, by the way, that's really starting to kick in, and over 6,000 storage units plus mortgage note funds and private money lending. That's awesome. His mission is to get more people to invest in private uh, placements for the strong cash flow and equity growth. And his company's mission is to open doors to secure your financial future through multifamily investing. And that's the name of his company, Open Doors Capital. Notwithstanding all that, he is also a coach, a life performance coach. So we're going to talk about a lot of things here today, uh, Jens. And as you listen to your own bio, what what resonates with you? What comes out and says, Oh yeah, that's right. I do that. Or, Ooh, that's my favorite part. What resonates for you in your own bio? Oh man, it's, it's so exciting, right? Because I have a long career in it and I was never an entrepreneur. I was never much of an investor outside of my 401k. So just listening to all the things that has changed in the last seven or eight years, just amazing, right? You know, when you say 27 deals and I think six, seven years, I'd never even done a real estate deal outside buying my home. So 
just the scaling and the ability to work with partners and other things and grow to this. It's just been an amazing experience. I think yeah. that's <laughs> it's like, is that really me you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So tell us a little bit, why is this so popular? Like I said, I've had several people on that, that are doing syndication. I myself, have been, I'm invested in two already, waiting for the next one to come around. I can't wait. Um, but why is this so popular right now? And what are you seeing for the future of investing in syndication based on where it is now? Because I know there's a little bit of a transition going on and I'm hoping that you'll bring it up. And if not, I'll bring it up too. But I uh, just want to see, you know, why is it so popular? Yeah, I think you know one of the things, a lot of people want to invest in real estate and traditionally people buy a house or a duplex or a fourplex or something. That's how people got engaged, involved in it. But then people realize that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It requires, you know, hands-on and property management and all these things. And, and then people are like, oh, that's too much work. And they either just sell it or they don't really, you know, do a good job. So I think syndications have been a way that people can participate in the real estate investing world private placements without having to do the work themselves, right? So, you know, you can't buy it on a stock market. You can't, it has to have like, you have to have a private connection with somebody who's doing it. So you suddenly get all the benefits of it without all the layers and obscurity of Wall Street and so forth, right? So I think it's a yeah. great way for people that are busy to get involved in real estate investing. I think that's why it's become popular. And then the laws change, you know, with the Jobs Act, I think, that came in place, you know, six, eight years ago, whenever that was, suddenly it became easier. So there it's easier to do it now and so forth. So the rules change too, making it more um, attractive to people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I hear with what you're saying because it's easier. I mean, definitely in the mortgage space, it's more difficult to qualify for an investment loan. You have to have 30% down, uh, you know, on the whole purchase, right? 30% down on the whole purchase. Uh, you know, you have to have great credit reserves and you have, and then you have to save again to do it all over again. And then meanwhile, while you're saving, you're getting those phone calls at night, you're having to deal with things. Um, the question I guess I have is let's talk about, um, the, the actual investment and then the return on the investment and what that looks like, because there's such a variety of, you know, I was just presented with three different syndications last week alone. One came in the mail in a big, thick 50 page book, which I couldn't believe. And um, I mean, it was beautiful, but, uh, you know, so so what what happens with that money? Because one of the benefits of owning, you know, a, an individual, you know, investment property is that the equity growth that you have in that property is really good. And so when we're looking at retirement, we're looking down the road and saying, you know, at some point I might want to get out of this thing when I get too old to go over and fix toilets, you know, but I've got a lot of equity that I can pull in, pull in. So how does that weigh in syndication? Yeah, it almost works the same way, right? When we go and do a syndicated deal, we just buy a much larger, you know, 100 or 200 unit apartment complex. And we have to, you know, bring in 20 or 30% of the down payment plus the money to fix them up the CapEx. But then mm -hmm. as an investor, you get a ownership share, percentage, proportional share of that property. And then you are entitled to cash flow along the way, depending on how it's structured. And then you're entitled to a portion of the capital gains whenever we sell the property in the end. So it almost functions the exact same way as owning that single family house or whatever it is. But you don't have to do the work yourself. You right. get to participate in a bigger deal with 
you know, you have that scale, you have that um, scalability there, and you can get exposure in a market that you may not live in, right? If you live in California and you try to buy a home, it'll never ever cash flow. Right. Maybe you want to invest in the Midwest, but you don't want to go and try to buy a single family home in, you know, you know, Iowa so yeah, someplace where the inve- where the cash flow is good, but the appreciation isn't as good, and you know, they're little little properties. Yeah, um, you know, and I know of someone who does syndications of single family homes. He just puts them into a big pool. And they become, you know, individual single homes, so I, I single family homes, and I know that that's happening as well. One of the things that that I find, uh, well, let me ask you, you know, in your your company, what is the average hold time that you're that someone who invests with you needs to hold their money in there, you know, and not yeah, be so able to get it know, back? Yeah, yeah, traditionally, Traditionally, we've underwritten the deals like with a five to seven year hold time. That seemed mm-hmm. to be, you know, that's when it starts to make sense. Now we've all known what has happened in the last few years with the equity growth and so forth. So there's been some deals that we've exited, you know, two or th- even one year in, if we've met the investors return much quicker and, you know, take some risk off the table right. with, with fun money. I mean, we're selling a deal this week that literally a year ago, we made 50% return to our investors. So I yeah. mean, they're pretty happy. Yeah. We can uh, pull the chips off the table. A year and a half, I think it was, you know. Yeah. But there's some other deals now, and, and especially now as the market is changing and interest rates are going up, we may need to hold on to them a little bit longer. So we typically say five to seven years. It may be quicker, but we just want to have a little bit of a runway and not promise people they're going to get their money back in a year, right? Because it usually right. doesn't happen there. Right, right. Is there an ability for someone to sell at a discount and replace their investment if they need the cash? You know, so again, this is not, it's a non-liquid investment, typically, if the investor, depends on the exact deal, but sometimes if the investor can go and find another investor and say, hey, you know, maybe we can then replace them. That really depends on how the legal work, how the how the, the structure is set up. And yeah. so, forth or something. Yeah. so we always tell our investors, don't plan on getting this money back anytime soon, right. you know, to have the, the financial wherewithal to hold it. Right. Well, and sometimes even get it, you know, if you plan for five years and you get it back a year and a half, that actually can be an issue too, because you're not, you know, you haven't set yourself up from a tax perspective perspective to receive that capital gain. And you're like, ah, now what do I do? So, okay. So, um, and I'm, I'm asking questions that other people are going to be asking, um, as far as the investment, you know, I'm now seeing, now we know, well, maybe I'm going to have you explain what accredited investor is, but I'm starting to see more opportunities with non-credited investors, but maybe you could speak to that as well. Yeah, that's, that's a very good distinction, right? So there's really two ways we can do a syndication. We can offer to quote unquote friends and family, people that we have an established relationship with. And those investors do not need to be accredited. They just need to be sophisticated. They need to understand the risk. Um, and an accredited investor is somebody who is a million dollars worth of net worth, excluding their primary home or makes $200,000 a year or 300 with their spouse. That's a very high level. So if you don't meet that, those financial requirements, if you have a, the understanding of the risk and you know the syndicator, you know, my friend or my, my family member, they can then invest with me. But somebody I don't know, right? I can't take Jen, I can't tell you to invest in my deal on a, because we don't have a pre-existing relationship. 
there's a different type of investment that we can do that only take accredited investors and we can also advertise, but we have to make sure and we have to validate that everybody is accredited, right? So yeah. as you are getting more exposed to the marketplace, you may see more and more of these non-accredited deal come your way because you are connecting with more people. If somebody was just new, they go online and they search and they may find a crowdfunding site but you have to be accredited in most cases to invest in right. those deals. So. Right. And just to be clear, it's a million dollars in assets, excluding your primary residence, or 250000 or more a year as a single person, correct? 200 for a single and 300 with right. your spouse. And not an and. I would just want to make sure people understand that because we did have someone come to us and say, well, I have a million dollars of equity in my property, but I... Um, but so it sounds like I can't do this. Um, and I said, well, how much do you make? They said, oh, 450,000. I go, no, you can. <laughs> right. So yeah, I just saw a deal come across one of my clients, uh, desk last week for a minimum investment of 5,000 hmm. into, yeah, yeah, into like a, a property. Uh... Now it wasn't a big property. It was a small property, but I'm seeing, you know, um, and I can't even remember what it was, maybe 250,000, something like that. And they were just sort of crowdfunding $5,000 per person, hold it for five years at some percentage. Yeah. Okay. Now got it. <laughs> got it. Making sure, mm -hmm. you know, so what is the typical minimum investment that you see across the board? And you may just see it in yours, but you've also invested in others. So what is the typical min minimum investment someone needs to consider? Typically around $50,000 is what I have seen, right? We may take 25, but typically 50 because we would rather have, you know, 10 investors at 50,000 than 20 at 25 or, yeah. you know, just, just from an administrative, right? just from administrative yes. piece of right. Having to give out payments on a quarterly or monthly basis. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we see that too. I actually saw a deal come by that they wanted 150,000 on it. So if you were someone who's listening to this and you, uh, you know, I just saw on the news last night. And of course, because we're in this industry, we all kind of, you know, keep our eye on everything, but I no longer own 401ks. They're gone. I don't own IRAs. They're gone. <laughs> I personally only invest in whole life policies so that I can return the money all the time. But, uh, you know, the 401k, the value of your 401ks have dropped through this, this inflationary period that we've been in, in the short term inflation, in my opinion, we've, it's only been a year. It hasn't even been a whole year, right? And when we're, um, you know, that the value of the 401k has dropped over 30% across the board. So what would you be doing with your 401k? And we want to preface with, we are not CPAs. We are not, <laughs> okay. But what would you be doing if you're saying, hey, if my my 401k is depleted, you know, depleting and I'm looking for, you know, $50,000 laying around, where would you go? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a challenge right now, right? You know, especially if you're seeing you are, you, you feel like you're getting, that your net worth is declining as you see your stock values are declining and so forth, right? You know, it's just a good time to sell your stocks at the low point. Maybe not. You may want to hang on and let it ride up again. But, you know, I slowly personally started not putting so much money to my 401k and just saving it, you know, when I was a salaried employee, just saving it outside. I know you have the taxes now, but I just felt like, let me start putting money in into other buckets. So I don't have to rely on the, you know, wait until I'm whatever, 68 before you can pull right. it out and so forth. So, right. you know, 
I just feel like, and this has been, you know, after my eyes were open to that, those ideas, I was like, wow, we're kind of sold this, you know, save for retirement. And then when you're 65, you can start enjoying the golden years. But what about if you want to retire when you're 45 or 50? How right. are you going to do that? Well, start putting that money aside and get the benefit of real estate investing and the tax benefit early on, right? And, and you know, I mean, I get it right now. There's been so many crazy things happening in the stock market. Of course, you know, on the property side of things, we are also exposed to the rising interest rates. So that's right. another challenge that we have to deal with. But in the long run, you know, I have no problem paying, you know, six, 7% in a, on, more, on an interest rate if inflation is running higher than that because we're essentially Gaining. inflating away our debt, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, it, it all moves together. And that's the thing that's so great about it. Okay. What else, is there anything else you'd like us to know about investing in syndications that I haven't asked, that I haven't asked that you think is really an important factor? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to get to know who is, who are you investing with, right? If you put money into Apple, we know, you know, Apple is just a big company run by thousands and thousands of people. If you invest in a, in a syndicated deal, make sure you get to know the people involved. What's their track record? How stars their reporting? Just call them out, ask questions, understand the property you're investing in, right? Because it's, it's, you're so much closer to the, to the people putting the deal together and the property than you are in any other types of investment. But also, you know, there's more risk because it's a single asset investment in, in a lot of cases. So get to know the people that you are investing in. A glossy brochure, you got a 50-page document in the mail, that's wonderful, but that doesn't tell you anything about who that person is. Maybe they're really good at putting a presentation together. Right. Actually, he's done quite a few and he has a book out. He's done it for years. But, you know, I mean, I just I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. How, uh, you know, where is that money going? Um, it was just kind of interesting, you know, to see it. Um, so I want to thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I do think that that's important. And I, I should have asked that question because I have in the past, but I forgot to do it today. I want to talk about the, co the coaching that you do as well, um, because I know that you're helping real estate investors get into multifamily. And this is, you know, you probably have some coaching programs for that and some, you know, um, Excel spreadsheets or something to help them analyze a property so that they, they can learn, you know, what questions to ask, what things to look for, to learn some of the terminology like DSCR, debt service coverage ratios and caps and, and all of that. But I know that one of the things that you do with your coaching is um, helping people understand this lack of clarity and the progression, you know, how they progress and progress in life. So share with us a little bit about what that is. Is it something that you're it's a self-awareness and that finally people will take action to, to, to get into some passive income, whether it's syndication or private money or some other avenue? Tell us a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah, so it's a great question, right? I mean, I I help people, you know, it's just at the technical, the almost the mentorship. How do you analyze property? How do you buy properties? But what I see so often happens is people they are they get dissatisfied with their job or wherever they are, and they they look around and they they say, Oh, I want to do real estate investing <laughs> without really understanding why they want to do it, the reason behind it, how it's gonna change their life or make their life miserable if they don't like it, right? But people just make the decisions without really examining the reason behind it. So what I help with, I help, you know, some of the certified high performance coach, which is a kind of a model where we take people through their clarity, getting really clear on what they want and why they want it, 
because mm -hmm. unless you have that clarity, that necessity, you're not going to take the necessary action, especially now when things get hard and it takes a long time. If you're like, you know, it's like, yeah, this sounded good. Six months later, they have, they don't have a deal and they like, they give up. You know, we right. need to, to make this an absolute necessity to why they want to do it. And when they have that clarity, the necessity, we work on their energy, their courage, their productivity, their influence. Once those places, those fundamental things are in place, then we can start teaching them about how to buy real estate, right? Because yeah. if they know it, okay, now we know, well, let me teach you how to underwrite. Let me teach you how to raise money and market yourself and all those things. So, but you have to have clarity first and people start, they start with a goal and then they work on the vision afterwards. It has to be the vision first and the goals afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I find that too. Yeah. I just, I want to make a million dollars. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know why I want a million because my neighbor did. And maybe I want to, you know, and not really understanding um, that piece of it. You know, it's interesting. I was interviewing um, someone on my other podcast, Success to Significance, and he helps people with clarity uh, for uh, buying franchises. And you know, that, that, and I love that you're doing that because some people, they just think that the only way to become wealthy, because we know this, that, you know, the best way to become wealthy is to have real estate. We know that, but he's also saying, you, you know, for you, it's maybe real estate isn't the avenue. Maybe it is something different. He's doing the same kind of thing. And I love that you're, that you're really helping people go down that line and say, is it really real estate that you want? Or is it that you just want this money? And maybe there's another way that you could do it that would be beneficial for you. Um, although, you know, I mean, I'm biased to real estate too. So you know, <laughs> I'm always going to say that, right? But I, yeah, I love that you're doing that. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that you have a, a special gift for our listeners. Can you tell us about that gift? Yeah, if anybody want to get on a call with me, just kind of talk about investing or coaching or anything, they can go to my website, open doors with an scapital.com slash call. And anybody can schedule a free 20 minute call with me. We can talk about whatever that person's interested in. Great. I love that. Yeah, it's open doors capital.com right forward slash call so we're open doors capital that's the name of your company i just want to make sure everybody gets that because we don't want them to think it's a capital s open doors with a capital s um it is not that everybody uh -huh. so thank you so much for that gift i really think that's um that's beautiful what would you like to leave us with here today if someone's listening in and there's an aha moment or they had a breakthrough or they were like now I get it, Jen. I've heard this 12,000 times on your show. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> no, I think, you know, don't just, as, as I said, don't just choose an avenue without really understanding the why behind it. Spend time developing the why. You know, a lot of people, they want to go into real estate because they see the flexibility, the cash flow, the, you know, all those things, the time with their family. And that's what we all want. And if that's right. what you want, great, go for it. But if, if, if you want to do something else, that's also totally fine, right? Just understand your why behind it. Yeah, I think that's very, very important. And, you know, we, we talk about this in mortgage, real estate investing all the time, you know, for our clients, but we need to go look in the mirror for ourselves and say, now what, you know, why do I want to go down a different path? And, and this isn't leaving what you do now, but enhancing what you do as a means for your future. And if you don't, then one day this business, you know, these businesses may leave you without your knowledge or your consent, 
right? Uh, and you want to make sure that you can leave on your terms. And that's why we want to build up this big nest egg on the side. So, um, and I know that's exactly what you coach about. So thank you for coaching people about that. It is it is uh, beautiful. I absolutely love it. Well, again, I want to say thank you so much, Jens, for being here with us. It's a pleasure to hear your story. It's a pleasure to hear what you're doing out there to help people create this uh, beautiful life that they're seeking. And it's just been an absolute pleasure for us to hear you, hear you today. Thanks, Jen. I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Okay, everybody. Well, thank you again for listening in. We sure appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe if you have not done so yet. And please take a minute to scroll down on your phone and write us a great five-star review and give us a comment about what you loved that Jens had to say. So when you write in his name, it's J-E-N-S, okay? J-E-N-S. And write it in there so that we can give him some feedback on what people loved to hear about. We continue to love getting your feedback all the time. So um, with that, I'll let you go. Oh, and the other thing is don't forget to uh, join Mortgage Lending Mastery on Facebook. You can just look us up and find uh, Mortgage Lending Mastery. We'd love to have you in our community. And with that, we will catch you next time again. Thank you so much, Jens, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery Membership Community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.